Welcome to Season 4, Episode 9 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome back. Hello again. Fantastic. Oh, what a week again. We're loving this sunshine in the outback. Oh, the outback is just amazing. I mean, I think we could just, you know, we could just hang out here for a while. (laughs) It really is that good. And this week we are heading to Silverton, the original outback town, as it's known. I'm really excited about Silverton. Yeah, look, it uh, was a place that we had visited on a half-day trip after Daydream Mine and realised very quickly that this is going to require a good couple of nights stay to really immerse ourselves in this very quirky town. It really is really quirky. And when you drive into Silverton, the first thing that hits you is, I'm driving into the set of a movie. Yes, it it is. It's kind of like the Wild West. I mean, the first thing that happens, you come through this Black Hill Creek and it's a dry creek bed and there's four donkeys that are basically meandering (laughs) On the down road. the road, down the middle of the road. And then peering into the car, right in through the window. Hi, Jasper. You know, it's amazing. We just, we needed it underscored with that, you know, that American, exactly what was in my head. So we did head back out. We decided to stay at a camel farm. Now, we have never stayed at a camel farm. I don't think any of us had even been Never really hung out with camels before, no. What a unique farm stay experience. Uh, And it was hosted by two absolutely salt of the red earth people, Duncan and Peter. And they're just, g'day, how you doing? You know, straight up, fun, friendly, welcoming, open minds, open hearts, open arms. You know, we love it. And again, more of what we have experienced, whether we're in the outback of Queensland or the outback of New South Wales, Genuine, authentic Aussies. Yeah, definitely. And that whole vibe of, you know what, this is ours, but we want to share it with you. Mm. So while you're here, this is yours too. It was cool when we arrived. Duncan said, oh, look, you can fill your tanks up there if you need some more water. And um, yeah, then just go find yourself a patch literally in their backyard, Mm. which is acres and acres of desert land with all of the salt bush shrubbery and that unmistakable outback landscape. Yeah, amazing. And so we did. We basically just found a patch, pulled up the van, and that was our home for the next couple of nights. The uh, The third member of their family uh, was named Toto and, in fact, was an Australian emu. Oh, my goodness. Talk about, I think, the most unique animal experience that we have had, particularly since we've been on the road. Mm. This guy... He was right there. As soon as we pulled up to get out and fill up our water tanks, here's Toto. And he is a juvenile emu who has been hand-raised. So he's very curious and very friendly and wanted nothing more than to be a part of our family. It really was like that, like having uh, you know, a Labrador in the body of an emu. <laughs> and, you know, emus uh, are known to be quite dangerous uh, 
in that they're very protective, uh, very territorial, and they have those prehistoric or Jurassic-looking uh, feet that could really, uh, you know, do some damage. And this emu was like wagging its tail. Like mm. it, was, it was. I don't think he knew that he was an emu. No, I don't think so. Mm. Look, there was a menagerie of animals there, a couple of deer, some dogs. Goats, sheep. Llamas. Camels. <laughs> I mean, it, it is amazing. So when we say a unique farm stay, uh, there's nothing like it that we've experienced. No, definitely not. And, uh, I mean, a little disclaimer here. Obviously, if you see an emu in the wild, don't go and attempt to pat it. But uh, Toto certainly didn't know that he was an emu. And to the point where you'd pat him and he would slowly move into the first position where he's kind of kneeling and then pat him a little bit more and then he'd lay down into the second position, which, you know, looks so relaxed. And then finally just completely flat on the floor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just enjoying this attention and this, you know, beautiful padding of of his feathers. I mean, even Jasper was was patting him and he, you know, short of purring, it was amazing. It was amazing. And, I mean, he literally slept like that on the ground in front of our caravan step the whole time that we were camped out there. Yeah, come on, guys, are you up yet? Yeah. Waiting to meet and greet us each morning. So a very unique stay. Uh, The real highlight of what these guys offer are the camels Mm. in that you can have uh, a 10-minute experience, an hour experience, or what we really loved uh, was the sunset tour around Silverton, out to some of the old ruins around the churches, down to the famous Silverton Hotel, the pub there that's in the centre of town. And you're led uh, by Peter and Duncan on leads, and it was just fantastic. The The drone shot that they allowed us to to capture, I mean, was absolutely breathtaking sunset, as only the outback can provide. Oh, and I mean, talk about feeling like you're in a movie set when you drive into town. Being on the back of one of these camels, on the camel train, as Jasper coined it, and walking around, and we use the word town quite loosely because it's a funny little town with just a few buildings and things and a big dusty red dirt main street, but at sunset with those colours in the outback, as you mentioned, Paul, on Camelback, you are literally in a movie. Yeah, it really is the best way to describe it. So we knew that we had a couple of days uh, and we knew that we were, gosh, it must be about 30 kilometres out of Broken Hill. So close to zero light pollution, we set up the time lapse and captured the most incredible star lapse. It was literally 12 hours from sundown to sunup and captured in a one-minute sequence with the Milky Way arcing over the van. And wow, it was just spectacular. Oh, the stars out there are like nothing else. It is amazing. So beside the Silverton pub, there is also a few art galleries. There are three original churches. Mm. There is the Mad Max Museum, which we'll get to. <laughs> Unbelievable story. And and then there's also an old school that is now being turned into a museum and the original jail that has also been turned into a museum. And both of those experiences are led by the Historical Society 
and very passionate volunteers. Silverton has such a rich history established before the town of Broken Hill and the jail museum was a fascinating experience because it is jam-packed full of history, memorabilia, photographs from all of the sporting teams and people that lived in this area. Just about anything that you could imagine you could find in this jail museum. And it was quite an interesting experience because it is housed in the original jail building um, that's made up of many rooms and the original cells. You're not quite sure what to expect. And then when you go through this, I mean, Paul said it's like a TARDIS and it (laughs) absolutely is. And you could return. And in fact, when we were talking to Ross, one of the volunteers who is so passionate about preserving the history of the region, he said, we have people that come back every single year and they discover something new in the museum. I mean, it, it really is a place that you could immerse yourself for hours. I think that's it. We expected to really see the storyline of the jail uh, as Katie mentioned there's actually 18 rooms and I mean it is wall to wall floor to ceiling chocker block so quite remarkable and uh, there's so much more than the jail history in there it really is just a timeline of everything and everyone that's ever been in the town so definitely worth taking a good couple of hours and then maybe going back and revisiting to, to take it all in. Our next stop was the School Museum. And this was also led by an historical society member, Marlene, again, incredibly passionate volunteer. In fact, most of the memorabilia in this original school building belongs to her and her family. Incredible. Mm. And what a great story this little school has. I mean, it started off as a New South Wales Department of Education tent. Yes, you heard it right. It was a tent. And the lead teacher and his family lived in a tent. And during the day, they taught the children in the tent. I mean, just incredible. Yeah. And that went on for a year while the building was actually being built and established. And it continued on uh, through the early 1900s. In fact, it wasn't closed until 1970. An incredible amount of history wrapped Mm. up there in that school. It was like uh, being in a history lesson inside the classroom. So you walk into the classroom, all of the original chairs and tables and books and maps and uh, blackboards and little slate boards for the kids, everything is still in there. Again, just jam-packed with all of these artefacts and all of this history and all of these memories and Marlene just sharing story after story after story of different items and different people. One of the most interesting storylines was about Dame Mary Gilmore, uh, originally Mary Cameron, who was an assistant teacher between 1887 and 1889. And she can now be found on our Australian $10 bill. So cool. And I love that she has been recognised for her contribution to not only education, but Australian literature. And she is on our national currency. And I mean, think about it. Back in those times, this was a tough time for women to be recognised. And here she is on our $10 note. 
Yeah, in Go fact, Mary. <laughs> in fact, the Silverton School only ever had male lead teachers, uh, and then the females were allowed to be assistant teachers. Yeah, that's right. That was a Department of Education rule. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so times have changed and for the better. The the interesting thing too is that the $20 bill, mm. you know, features the Royal Flying Doctor Service and Reverend John Flynn and the story of Broken Hill and, and him starting that service for Australians. So I, I think that's awesome. They've, they've got uh, two pretty amazing storylines that are being represented forever through our currency. I love that. Yeah, just awesome. Okay, so from there, we decided to head over to the Silverton Hotel, the pub. Fantastic. We got to meet Peter Price and his wife. They're the publicans there, and they absolutely love their pub, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. I mean, talk about true Aussie characters who are just so welcoming. It was great to catch up with Peter and listen to him passionately talk about Silverton and what they offer there at the pub. And you know what he said? And the the bloody beer's cold, mate, and it's good tucker. It's good home-cooked tucker. I mean, it's... He said, when's the last time you had bangers and mash, yeah. mate? That's what we <laughs> serve here. Good tucker. God, it was funny, wasn't it? It was. And, and talk about a fantastic beer garden. I mean, you're not mm. quite, again, you're not quite sure what to expect. When you open those saloon doors and walk into the pub, if you don't already feel like you're walking into a movie, well, you are when you go <laughs> into the Silverton pub. And then it opens out into this fantastic beer garden. I can imagine that for special events and throughout the year, we visited just after St. Pat's Day and it is renowned for creating an atmosphere like no other. So I can I can imagine what would go on in that beer garden. It's actually the after party for the Broken Hill Horse Racing Cup. And there are just hundreds and hundreds of people out there jam-packed in there. And it's quite a large beer garden. Mm. Uh, they have uh, live music events throughout the year as well. And something really cool, if, you, if you're not in a, a caravan or an RV of, of sorts or, or a tent, they do provide seven rooms, uh, really wonderful accommodation option so that you can make sure that you stay overnight or stay for a couple of nights to experience this really awesome little town. Yeah, fantastic. Let's talk about the other accommodation option mm. if you are in your RV. Yeah, that's right. There is Penrose Park, which is a caravan park, predominantly unpowered sites, uh, and that has been there, gosh, for a very long time. It's um, right opposite something, again, so unique, and it is an outback, I guess, cemetery in the desert. Oh, incredible. I mean... You know, walking around a cemetery is probably not your usual touristy thing to do, mm. but this one is definitely worth a pit stop at, and it is because, again, of its location and truly is like a movie set. How many times can I say that in one podcast? But to be mm. honest, the the red dirt, the barren outlook, the – I mean, some of these grave sites are extremely old – it was quite incredible to walk around and take that in. Yeah, I. Um, it doesn't sound a little bit morbid, but I, I really enjoyed reading the headstones mm. and hearing the stories. Mm. And uh, I mean, 
these were incredibly tough times in the the 1800s and uh, into the 1900s where times were booming, but people were dying really young. Mm. They couldn't get fresh produce sometimes. They couldn't get clean water. Mm. Uh, And so a lot of... uh, loss through mining accidents and other issues. So uh, it is quite a moving place to walk around. I think if you could go there at sunset, Mm. I think that would just really add to the the colour and the experience because it's so unique to see a a cemetery in a desert. Yeah, it really was. And, I mean, again, it gives you an appreciation for our modern-day life and all of the, the finer things that we can often take for granted. Okay, so... We really now are going to finish up with the absolute number one experience, in our opinion, mm-hmm. the highlight, uh, and it really revolves around uh, a couple that hail from Bradford in the UK, in the north of England, and their names are Adrian and Linda Bennett's. And the story is that Adrian, uh, back in the early 80s, was invited to see a Mad Max double feature. And, uh, you know, it was a motorbike film. His mates were all riding motorbikes and he's like, all right, I'll, he said, I really just wanted to go to the pub. But I went along <laughs> to appease them. And he was so blown away by what he saw that he was just driven to come to Australia to visit the locations that Mad Max 1 and Mad Max 2 were filmed in, in Melbourne and then in Broken Hill and Silverton, bring his family with him. And this then turned into a conversation with his wife when they were looking out over the Monday, Monday Plains, another amazing spot to check out um, just down the road from Silverton. And he, he put this question to his wife, could you live here? And she said, yes. And what eventuated into the most incredible story of moving a family from uh, an incredible contrasting climate and landscape to outback Australia only a short few years later. Incredible. And to what they have now built and created in Silverton with the Mad Max Museum, Mm. that captures people from all over the world to come and visit and – it, it just, it's so fascinating. It was so wonderful to catch up with Adrian because, of course, you hear this story and you think, this man must be mad. Literally I mean, seriously, yeah. who would uproot their family and travel them to the other side of the world because of a movie? But then when we got to speak with him, and I love it, Paul like literally asked him the first question and he was off and running and we heard this most incredible story. You realise that he is a really passionate, driven man and he's not so crazy and there's a real appreciation there for what he has put together because he has managed to source and create this legacy to the movie that includes original memorabilia from the movie, Mm. vehicles and things that were made for the movie, wardrobe items, the collection of photographs that he has displayed there from the movie. That's remarkable. It is remarkable. Mm. It is, it, it is mind blowing. Yeah. And you know, I, I loved that. He said to us, I got out here. We went to the pub and had a cold beer and we sat there and I thought, why is there not a homage 
to this film, one of the greatest films ever produced. He, he, he said, I, I just, I felt that, that there had to be something done about this. And that was it. I mean, it's remarkable. He's bursting at the seams now with memorabilia, muscle cars. Yeah, like you say, artifacts, all of the images. Uh, and look, it, it is, uh, it's worth a good few hours. And if you have an opportunity, uh, yeah, have an ear with, with Adrian mm. and, and let him talk because it's infectious. It really was. And um, obviously Jasper hasn't seen <laughs> – the mm-hmm. Mad Max movies and won't for quite a while yet. <laughs> However, he really enjoyed walking around and looking at things and asking questions. And what's this and what's that? And a really special moment that we shared with Adrian towards the very end of our visit was when Adrian lifted Jasper up and he showed him the little music box that the small boy in the film plays. And it's a music box that plays the happy birthday tune. And Jasper loves music boxes and he's had a couple that Paul has purchased for him in the past. So he thought that was pretty cool. And then Adrian disappears out the back and comes out with the exact same music box. Now, the one in the display cabinet was the music box from the film and it was all rusted up. And here comes Adrian from out the back with a brand new music box that plays the exact same happy birthday tune and he gifted it to Jasper. And I tell you what, Jasper has played that music box, I think, every (laughs) single day. He just loves it. And what just what a beautiful thing for Adrian to do to really connect Jasper in to what he has created there. Yeah, it's a great way of describing that moment. It I think it's just again that open hearted sharing you know, and and being able to do that on our level, but also on Jasper's level, was was really special. Mm, yeah, what a great man! Really, mm. really likable, mm-hmm. and you know, you seriously, you could get lost in there for hours. And I'm sure Adriana talked to you for that long too. <laughs> <laughs> I think next time uh, we visit, we will we'll get him out after hours to the pub for a couple of <laughs> couple of pints and some good yarns. I'm sure. So that would wrap up. For us, the Silverton experience, and we certainly will revisit. It's mm. one of the places that we will definitely go back. Uh, they have just announced the Monday Monday Music Bash. Oh yes, uh, which is um, I think they announced it, and within twenty four hours, they'd sold eight thousand tickets to the Outback for this incredible uh, music festival that's happening in August of this year. So uh, if you just put in Monday, Monday bash, you'd be able to find out the details Mm. for that. And I'm certain it would be uh, an incredible experience. It'll be epic out there in that landscape. Mm. Another festival just to mention is the Mad Max 2 40th anniversary event. And Adrian alongside uh, Duncan and Peter have recreated the compound from Mad Max 2 and have Fans, I mean, super fans, I think is the best mm. way to call them, coming from all over the world, Japan, UK, America, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Uh, they're coming with their cars from the movie, their replicas. They're coming in costume. They're, they're going to do some reenactments and you can actually camp at this compound and and spend, you know, a few days I, I guess really with like-minded people enjoying... Mad Maxians, I call them. <laughs> yes, absolutely slightly mad but wow 
passionate people, obviously. Yeah, and so that's next year, isn't it? Mm, it will be in 2022. And you can visit the, the Mad Max Museum Facebook page to find out details for that. Yeah, if you're a Mad Maxian. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it there for this week. Next week, we are heading to Wentworth down where the Darling and the Murray Rivers meet. Unite. Embrace. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I tell you what, this is uh, going to be a wonderful week as well to share. For now, dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Feel the journey, feel the journey.